0: Assalamu alaykum. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can give be upon you. Good evening and welcome to another edition of Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq El and we are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming live at WCEV1450.com. And we wish you, because we don't have a, a lot of days left to be able to give you this greeting, Ramadan Mubarak, a blessed Ramadan to you, your families. Uh, pray that this month is going well for you. Uh, But if you are new to the Radio Islam family, we welcome you. Thanks for tuning in. We're on every night from 6 to 7 p.m. Central. And you can keep up with us by following and liking our pages on social media. You'll find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Radio Islam USA. That is at Radio Islam USA. And you're also going to use that same username wherever you get your podcast. Check us out. Check out those episodes that you have missed. You're going to appreciate it. Um, so, if you're on SoundCloud, TuneIn, iTunes, or Google Play, or any other platform, you will find us once again at Radio Slam USA. So that being said, we're just gonna let that music fade on out. Actually, it's pretty, pretty relaxing, pretty relaxing. Okay, all right, we're gonna we're gonna let it go now. Okay, so look here, Radio Slam family, we're gonna go ahead and get into tonight's discussion. As I mentioned, we have very few days left. Uh, In this uh, blessed month and this is Well, this there's probably not a better time to just do a recap talk about some of the uh, Some of the things that we've taken away some of the things that we hope to take with us, right? We don't we don't want to lose the benefit uh, of this month, you know, once it's gone So we're gonna do a little bit of Ramadan reflection start now tonight and we have with us in studio Let me make sure I got our mic up. Let's see is your mic up is your mic up? Assalamu alaikum. Okay. All right. All right. All right. And now, now now who's who's talking? Arya Siddiqui. And what and what is your position here at Soundbite? I
1: am the director of creative engagement.
0: Okay. So that means that she's a creative person. Sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> good. Well, good. Good. So, as I said, we are coming to the to the close of this uh, blessed month. And uh, as I've talked to people early on, it was, do you have any Ramadan goals? Uh, and some people did and some people didn't. Um, so let me ask you did you come into the month with any preset notions of things that you wanted to address, things you wanted to accomplish that made this Ramadan different than previous ones?
1: Yeah, for sure I did. I mean, I'm a big believer in goal setting because I. I personally can't do anything unless I have, like, an end game in mind. I can't, like, function properly. So I had um, a couple of goals, one of which was, like, it's been really hard for me just in general because the kind of person that I am, the fact that my life is unraveling at the seams, it's really hard for me to pray. Um, I'm not talking, like, Fajr. Fajr is easy. Like, you get up, you pray. But, like, when it comes to, like, Isha, Maghrib, Asr, like, the end prayers where you're just so tired and you're drained and your day has been not that great, so you just, like, don't feel, like, any desire to just pray, so that's always been kind of difficult for me, um, and this month, it was my goal to, like, pray all my prayers on time, and pray in, like, a mindful way, and my Ramadan reflection on that is, um, as you go through life, there's so many times, there's so many instances where something happens, and you just want to have a conversation with God, and be like, but why, though, like, why is it like this, why, does this happen why xyz whatever Mm -hmm. um and i realized that prayer is one of those few times that you actually get to have a conversation like you get to say like you get to have like this talk with god so um my Ramadan reflection is to like from now on try to pray in a way like because prayer is so intimate like it's your conversation with god Mm -hmm. to pray in a way that's like always mindful just you and allah just you and allah and it is just you and allah and like just like you take like 30 minutes off to see a show from like a rest of development off of Netflix so just take like 10 minutes to sit there and talk to God and just like be mindful of what you're doing and have the audacity to make du'a because Allah is the person who can accept your du'a there's no one else so if there's anything I want like be it something so flippant and frivolous but that's what I want, like the new Kate Spade bag, or like a six foot two, broad shouldered guy, whatever it is, like have the audacity to ask Allah.
0: I'm gonna throw in that I'm five foot Allah two. Allah also, no, no, your height, your height's not really an issue there. But no, I, I think that that is um that that's extremely important. Is to never feel that you cannot approach uh that you cannot approach Allah with whatever your concern is with with whatever your aspiration is. Yeah. But the great thing is, is that we are told in crime, Quran uh, that, um, that the individual gets what they work for, mm-hmm. right? So many words, that a man gets what he strives for. So man, woman, whatever, you get what you strive for. So <laughs> you want that, that Kate's paid back, go get it. <laughs> it's waiting I can't for afford it. <laughs> sure, that's where saving comes in, right? We're in a I, month of yeah. self-restraint. Yeah, okay, stop. All that, all stop. that money you're saving, right?
1: <laughs> yep, <laughs> all those, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, just have the audacity to ask for Allah for what it is you want because no one else is going to be able to give it to you except for Allah. So whatever trivial thing that you find, like, even if it's for a shoestring or whatever it is, just ask for it. Right. Um, and that's been my Ramadan inflection to constantly ask for God for, like, what I want, to make dua something that's – it's less like the memorized things that you go through and more of what you want out of your relationship with God. That's what it's been. Um
0: do you feel that you are better situated now, um, better situated in this moment, than you were when you came into this month?
1: Alhamdulillah, I feel like I feel like my heart went through a car wash. Um, just the like the past eleven eleven months um, working for the government before I started working here, it's. Um, heart just felt kind of muddy and alhamdulillah i feel like ramadan has really just like like just put my heart in a dishwasher and turn it on the, like the heavily soiled pots and pans and all the gunk has come off and i feel like um a big a big aspect of my personality and characteristics is to par- practice kindness mm-hmm. because i feel like if you can't serve the creation then you're not really there to serve the creator like you're not your relationship with god can be amazing but if you're not a good person kind of invalidates your good muslim identity so i this month i've really learned to concentrate on if somebody hurt me i even i asked for forgiveness because it doesn't matter you if said if
0: somebody hurt, hurt me you, yeah i
1: you asked for forgiveness because for maybe i had done something from before and they like felt the need to lash out so i like some i went through and i know that's kind of like self-deprecating in a way but i just wanted to clear the slate of any like I, maybe I did something minor to them and they I felt the need to lash I out I could
0: see asking for forgiveness for them but that, that's an interesting take yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll process that I'll think about that maybe Um.
1: so and then obviously I asked if, if I hurt anybody I made sure to like put not only just ask them for their forgiveness but do something on their behalf like put sadaqah in the masjid box for them
0: so it's like for an, the person that hurt for you. the
1: person that I hurt
0: OK. now okay. So both right. ways. Yeah.
1: Because um, I don't know. I've been really working on my relationship with humanity because I think if you can't be human, then if you can't function well in humanity, then I, I think that kind of negates your Islamic identity. Like God doesn't want angels. Yeah, he wants as humans
0: human, as a human being. Yeah, I would I would say so. Think think you might be on to something.
1: I'm sorry if I hurt you in any way,
0: Tariq. <laughs> no need to apologize, but uh right. thank you. Thank you. And likewise I apologize if I've hurt you.
1: I'll think about it. Uh, well, just kidding. I'll, 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 just, I'll just make <laughs> no, sure. No no, obviously, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: comes to podcasts, this won't be yeah. in. Yeah. No.
1: Oh, and another thing I've been working on is um before this month, I, well, I'm not really that there yet. But my how I everybody envision god envisions God in a different way. And I've kind of always looked at him as like my buddy. Like, I would sit on my Sajjada and Adwadi. be like, yeah, I'd be like, hi, I'm gonna have a hard day today, so if you could watch over me, that'd be cool. Like, that's kind of how I would have my duas, but I kind of structured it in a way where I'm treating him less like a homie and more of a elder that I respect. But that's kind of hard for me to do, because you've seen how I interact with my elders, and it's always been, like, very buddy-buddy relationship with me. So i right. there, there, working a, on that, a, that respect.
0: And that, that might be generational, um, but one of the things like for, for me uh, is is to remain introspective um, and that sort of goes along to the point that you made where if somebody hurts you that you think okay well is this maybe a response to something i did so i think i think that's a healthy uh that's a healthy response that not everybody's going to have to think to to see well i'm not just a victim i may i might be an actor in this i may have done something in this so uh one of the things that i try to be mindful of is um is, is turning my gaze inward yes uh, because yeah there there's a lot that goes on you know we we make mistakes uh and you know and we we offend people sometimes uh sometimes intentionally but sometimes you know sometimes it's just something we it's just in passing we don't really pay attention to it but it still has effect so that's um yeah, I see a common thread between what what you're talking about and something I pay close attention to, which is mm-hmm. introspection. Yep, yeah. it's
1: really important to do that. Yeah, that's but the I, whole purpose of like the Prophet going to Hira in Itikaf to be looking inward.
0: Yep, yeah. yeah. So I'll say this: uh, uh, just generationally, um, there is a when it comes to humility. Our society is not one that honors elders in the same way that other cultures do. So that ayat uh, where we are told to lower the wing of humility to our parents, mm-hmm. to our elders, right? That's not something that is always practiced, you know, uh, with society, yeah. broad, broad scale. You know, it's not something that's really uh, understood or appreciated. So. That's also something for my, myself, even as you get older, you start to think that you've arrived um, or you can't think that way. I don't I don't really think that way. Uh, I still think I'm young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I laugh that. <laughs> yeah. um, but I'm younger than I'm going to be, you know. That's long. true. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, humility, introspection. Um, what are some of the other things that, um, how's your relationship with uh, with uh with reading how has your reading been how, uh, how what does do for you? yeah
1: right so this was actually the first year that um i read the english translation
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: the um mas salim or halim translation it's yeah, yeah. the oxford Abdul one yeah. yeah yeah um alongside the arabic and that has been really eye-opening um i like now at this point my quran is like totally highlighted like completely highlighted with all these post notes but um i've had this thought process for a while and i guess i never acted upon it but in my perspective this might not be the perspective of everyone but at the most when you're born you're given 80 80 years at the most to convince god that you deserve heaven and i've never really done anything like outside of just the norm to like be like look i'm sorry i mess up a lot But I really think I deserve heaven through your mercy. So I feel like reading the Quran's translation really put that into perspective. All the things that I haven't been doing and all the things I need to be doing and how, like, even if I do everything, it's only through God's mercy that, like, I'm never going to deserve heaven. Like, it's only through God's mercy that's going to be given to me. Tell me me how
0: you got 80 years.
1: I'm just assuming that's, like, the normal lifespan of human beings, 80 years. I mean, I'll probably, like, at the rate I'm going with my health, like...
0: Okay. There's that. Well, that's that's an interesting yeah. uh, that's an interesting number to come with because I thought you were maybe referring to like you re- you reach the age of full strength like the age of forty. Forty. Yeah, and then you so get another forty twice. years after that. Yeah. But, well, yeah. Um, but there is there are a lot of like you know people who are in uh, like holistic medicine and things like that. They'll they'll say that the human body is designed to actually last and function properly for 120 years.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God! If I ever lived that long, I'd just be ready to kick it. Like I'd be, do- I'd be done. That's a long time—120 years. Do you old.
0: feel like you've been alive for a long time right now?
1: I feel like I've been long- alive forever. I feel like really? Trump aged me. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel like I—I li- I, I, I feel like I've been alive. I mean, <laughs> i i was back back when we used to have DSL and dial-up. I remember that. Yeah. Floppy disks. Yeah. That was yeah. So I feel like I've been alive forever. But yeah, so in regards to my reading i'm really glad i did try to read the english translation as much as possible and hopefully i'll be done with it like i'll finish on time like i'm on track to finish but i never know how i never know the future yeah. so um i'm really glad i did it cuz it really put my like 80 years left <laughs> thing into perspective cuz honestly it's just through allah's mercy that i yeah. am
0: okay alhamdulillah do yeah well, I appreciate you sharing your perspectives. Any any last thing that you want to say? Is there? Do you feel like you're gonna have goals like right now? Because we're almost done. Yes. Are you already lining up possibly uh, some of the goals that you might have for for next Ramadan? Inshallah.
1: Yes. Well, not even just next Ramadan, but the next 11 months. I um.
0: That's that's even better. The
1: whole like, I really want to increase my zikr because I i don't know how i let my heart get so like jaded but there like in the beginning of the ramadan i literally would hear the recitation of the quran and i could feel my heart just being like meh and now like towards the end like with surah and that najm like i can feel it kind of getting softer and i don't know what i did through all last year to make my heart get to that condition where i was like listening to the recitation of quran and i was just like hey that's cool um and i don't want it to get to that level so i'm just gonna for the next 11 months i'm gonna try to increase in my reading as well as my like relationship with other people make sure i'm more empathetic and my thicker as well because i think i think like there's this analogy that mom used to tell me like if you have a bucket there this is kind of a story all right so there's this old old man and this boy and they live together or something like that and there was like a woven pail that was used to put in coal and so every day the the kid was like i don't understand what the point of reading Quran is so the old man took that woven bucket and threw out the coal and he's like go fill this up with water so the little kid did he folded filled it up with water but it was like woven so all the water fell out and he like brought it back by the time he brought it back the water was gone he's like go do it again and he kept doing it again and again and again and then came back and the boy was like I don't get it like I can't bring you water like and he's like this is just like what the Quran is like even if you don't understand what you're carrying like look at the bucket like the bucket is now clean and so that's like the point of Quran in your heart like you might not understand mm. the meanings but like if you read it every day it's like cleaning your soul and it's cleaning your heart that was a story was told to me a long time ago so I might have like messed it up a little but it's no, just that's, the, that's yeah. a great
0: that's a great story great yeah. metaphor yeah and then when you do understand the more you understand the quicker you clean yeah exactly so.
1: like the more you implement yeah yeah yeah
0: so. all right very good very good well once again thank you um, you're Allah welcome continue to bless you I mean okay well we thank you once again for sharing your uh, your reflections on Ramadan uh, it's much appreciated all right look here, Radio radio Islam family we're gonna go ahead and take a short break And when we come back, we're going to go ahead and get into the jobs report. That's right. You know, you know, that report that we uh, we do every week with the uh, Chicago Urban League. Yeah. So we're going to go ahead and touch base with them when we come back. We are. Well, this is Radio Slime. We're on WCV 1450 AM. And we'll be back in just a minute.
2: People have all kinds of excuses for not saving energy. I didn't plug it in. I'll turn it off later. It's not my music.
3: It's just one phone charger. So, um, we don't have those Energy Star appliances. So that old window leaks. How
1: much energy and money could the new ones really save? Maybe it's time to stop making excuses and start doing some simple things to save the energy and resources
3: we can because a little here and a little there can add up to a lot later, and you just never know what people will need in the future. My name is
2: Sarah, and I'm going to get started today.
0: We can all help save more energy for tomorrow. What's your excuse? For more energy-saving tips that also save money, visit loseyourexcuse.gov parents. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy, the Ad Council, and the station.
2: When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's kind of like an elephant is on my chest. I feel like I'm choking. Sometimes my parents have to take me to the hospital.
0: You know how to react to their asthma attacks. Here's how to prevent them. Call one eight six six no attacks Visit www.noattacks.org or call your doctor. Because even one attack is one too many.
2: I feel like a fish with no water.
0: Brought to you by the EPA and the Ad Council. The Syrian Community Network, with offices nationwide, serves its Chicago-area clients from its North Side location located at 5439 North Broadway. They provide housing, social services, education, basic human needs, and food security. The Syrian Community Network has Arabic-speaking staff and is a partner organization of the Illinois Coalition for Immigrant and Refugee Rights. You can get more info by calling area code 872, Eight zero six zero one four one. That's area code eight seven two eight zero six zero one four one, or by visiting their website at syriancommunitynetwork.org. Right, welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq el We are broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM, streaming at WCEV1450.com. Now this music might seem a bit out of place, but it's not. Uh, you should recognize it as the intro for the jobs report. We check in each week with our friends over at the Chicago Urban League. and we let them tell you, uh, specifically, uh, Employment Specialist Kimberly S. Pearson. She joins us to tell us what are the jobs that are out there, uh, what resources and trainings and all those kinds of good things that are available. So we're gonna go ahead and bring Kim on. Kim?
3: Hi, I'm here.
0: Great, great, how are you doing?
3: I'm well, how are you today?
0: I'm good, I cannot complain at all. I know I'm about to hear some, some good stuff that we can pass on to, uh, to the job seekers out there.
3: Absolutely, I've got quite a bit, so I'll go ahead and get started. Go right ahead. So first up, I have the Obama Foundation. They're looking for an IT professional. Uh, They're looking for someone with strong technical, organizational, and customer service skills to join their team here in Chicago at the headquarters. Um, And this person will support the IT manager in expanding the infrastructure to the other offices. So there's some travel involved in this role, and you will report directly to the current IT manager. If you're interested in applying, you can get the full job description and specific application requirements at go.obama.org. Edison Learning is looking to fill a career transition outreach coordinator. They're looking for four four people to fill this role and this is pretty lucrative, salary is 50K a year. Um, this person will identify and develop partnerships that will be beneficial um, to the schools that they're working out of that will lead to students' uh, success in the community. So a minimum requirement for this person is one to two years of experience in sales or marketing or counseling-related services. Um, also, someone who has um, experience as an employment specialist or as an employment placement person would be preferred but not required. You must possess a valid uh, state driver's license. If you're interested in applying for the Edison Learning Career Transition Outreach position, you can go to paycomonline.net. That's paycommonline.net, N-E-T. Brookfield Zoo, one of our favorite employers here at the Urban League, is looking for a catering sales manager, and this person will work to make events, special events at the zoo, so formal affairs, weddings, anniversaries, family reunions, birthday parties. Uh, they will work hand-in-hand with the entire staff to pull off these events. And a person that would be qualified or ideal for this role is someone with at least three years of experience in selling catering events, and of course, someone who has experience in event coordinating. And if you're interested, you can apply for this position at czs.org, that's Chicago Zoological Society, or czs.org, forward slash careers, and type in catering sales manager. A Safe Haven, a local social service agency that we've been working with a lot here at the Urban League lately. They have several openings. I'm talking about 15 positions or so. Um, case managers, grounds account manager, job developer, nurse, uh, registered nurse, volunteer coordinator. All of these positions, you can find them on their website if you go to a safehaven.org. But to apply, you can submit your resume and cover letter to our Terry at a safehaven.org, you can refer to the Chicago Urban League in the body of the email and include the job title in the subject line of the email. Uh, last but not least, I want to talk a little bit about our upcoming event. It is a week away from today, and that is a citywide job fair happening Wednesday, June 20th, from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. at the UIC Forum. Uh, we have confirmed almost 100 employers to be present at that event, and we are looking to confirm even more. Um, if you're interested in registering, it is free to the public. Professional or business casual hire is required, but if you want to get more information, read up on some of the employers we'll have on site, um, you can register at www.jobcase.com forward slash Chicago Job Fair. And so I'll send all this information over to you. Uh, in addition to the jobs, they are a way to prep and get ready for the fair. Monday and Tuesday of next week, we're going to host what we call Empowerment to Employment Workshops here at the Urban League on both days. Those workshops will start at 10 a.m. We'll have three per day. They're hosted and um, sponsored by other employers. We're partnered up with J.P. Morgan Chase as the primary sponsor they are going to host a wonderful money smart workshop for us on Tuesday afternoon but we have Verizon EY which is Ernest & Young we have uh, the University of Chicago catering facility uh, as well as job case which is our primary sponsor of the jobs fair. all on site between those two days to host workshops uh, giving out great tips and advice for individuals uh, that will be going to the job fair and as a incentive to participate in the workshops. If you participate in three or more of our workshops, you will get a stamp on your slip, and at the end you'll get something called a fast pass. And you can avoid the lines, the long wait lines, which last year I think the wait time was up to two hours, Uh, to get into the job sale for individuals, you can bypass that entire line if you come out and participate to the workshops and get a fast pass from us. And all of this is free. Uh, Of course, it's worth thousands, uh, but it is all free to the public. Anyone that's interested in more information can give us a call at 773-624-8800 or shoot us an email at WFDEvents, events. That's events with an S at org for more information.
0: Okay, that is awesome. Thank you very much, Kim. Um, no
3: problem. I love I, to do it every week.
0: I've got I've got a quick question. Okay. Um, if you could, so the empowerment to employment uh, those workshops. Yes. Uh, is that something that is going to be ongoing, or is that, um, or is that just uh, is that just going on just right now?
3: So those workshops are catered specifically to the job there. It's a part of what we offer that entire week. Uh, of course, when you come on site for the workshops, we will extend to you uh, the information on some of the other, other services that we offer. And we will definitely extend our job readiness program. And we may have a few um, additional things that we'll talk about, uh, some other new and exciting programs that we have coming up as well that may be mentioned during the. Those workshops to let individuals know that we are here for you past June 20th if you need assistance with your employment search.
0: Well, you've been there for over, over, well over 100 years, so yes. we anticipate that you're going. We're
3: looking
0: at anywhere. 102. <laughs> wow, 102. Okay. Yes. Good stuff. Good yes. stuff. Well, as always, thank you. It is a pleasure. Uh, we're going to make sure that uh, that we pass this information along. Uh, whatever whatever you, you send over, we'll post that. And uh, as always, thank you.
3: No, thank you. Thanks for having us on. We love to do it every week. You all take care. You too, Kim. Okay. All right. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye. All right. So uh, that is the jobs report for the week. As we always tell you, uh, you may not be looking, but I'm sure you know somebody who is. So we'll definitely want to go ahead and share that information. Um, and this is actually a part of a broader effort to provide Relevant and meaningful services um, to our listeners, uh, to those who benefit from the work of Sound Vision. So, if you don't know, if you haven't paid attention, at the end of every show, uh, we always mention uh, Sound Vision. Just well, it's usually more of a of a legalese uh, matter, but the fact is, uh, Sound Vision is excuse me, Radio Islam is a production of Sound Vision, and to that end. To go back over some of the programs that Sound Vision offers. And the reason that we're doing this is because we know that this is a month where we are we're trying to give more, we're trying to do more, we're trying to pray more. Uh, and there are a lot of folks, and rightfully, rightfully so, there are a lot of great organizations out there that are asking for your support. And we are simply saying, make sure that Sound Vision is one of them. So, to talk about a few of the things that we've done, uh, some of the efforts that we are trying to uh, bolster up. Uh, one of those is the weekend school teacher's training. Um, some of the stats around that are, um, well, I've heard stats and I invite you to go look them up yourself uh, just to to hear that. I'm, it's not for shock value, but that only 2% of the Muslim children in the United States actually attend a, uh, a weekend school or Sunday school program. And that is an abysmally abysmally low number. Uh, so for those who are participating in those programs we want to make sure that we are meeting them where they are that we are providing resources uh, to the teachers to make their their training their teaching more effective uh, so we cover all all areas we're looking at ped- pedagogy we're looking at uh, uh, lesson planning um, teach, uh, classroom setup uh, classroom management all these different things that go into a successful learning uh, learning experience and we are, doing what we can to support those who are supporting the future of our community so that's one of the things and the next thing I can mention to you um, well I just go back to the job support it doesn't seem like a huge thing it's a 10 to 12 minute segment but for someone who is able to benefit from that who's able to uh, find employment uh, a job is a job can be life-changing uh, it can move a person from from one uh, from one reality um, to the next, uh, being able to pay your bills, take care of your children—these uh, are these are these are not small things. So that's the spirit that we offer that in. Uh, and then there's something else that we also want to do, which is in line with trying to um, be a resource uh, of development, a developmental resource for our for our young people, for our children. Uh, and I shouldn't say children, but for our, for our young people, for our young professionals, aspiring budding professionals. And that is we're looking to increase our opportunities for internship. So whether with Sound Vision or Radio Slam, uh, that is something that we are very serious about doing because we know the more we support our, uh, our growing uh, and our capable uh, youth, we benefit and they benefit. So it is a mutually beneficial relationship. And that's something that you'll hear more about in the days and weeks uh, and months to come. And what's the last thing? Oh, we also want to talk about the, the, uh, the Ciro exhibit, uh, the, the life of the prophet, peace and prayers be upon him. There's an exhibit that we have, uh, it's about 21 or maybe it's 22, but I think it's over 20 panels that, uh, that give a depiction of his life and it is grounded in, uh, it is grounded in presenting his life as a reflection or an example of a peace movement and peace meaning justice and equity and uh, and that's what that's what this exhibit uh, does and it is actually available for those who would like to uh, to to rent it and use it uh, at their events uh, you can log on to soundvision um, soundvision.com uh, and if you have a question about it you can you know, submit it there. But these are just a few of the things. And of course, there's also the revamp of Adam's World, which is in production now. And uh, there is an energetic team behind uh, re-presenting something that has been an integral part of so many young people's lives. As a matter of fact, the individual, we heard Arya Siddiqui, um, creative director, creative manager, she has a wonderful title, um, but more importantly, the work that she does and the enthusiasm that she approaches it with is really the thing that is, uh, that, that you're going to see along with the rest of the team that you'll see, uh, embodied in this new presentation of Adam's world. So that being said, go to soundvision.com, uh, donate, add us amongst your, add us amongst your, um, your organizations that you support because the end result is we are looking to support you. So it's mutually beneficial and we appreciate, we're gonna say it in advance, we appreciate your support and your continued support. So we're gonna go ahead and take a short break. And when we get back, we will go ahead and get into maybe a few more reflections, check out what's in the news. See if my brother Ibrahim wants wants to talk to me. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But this is Radio Slime. We're on WCV 1450 AM. We'll be back in just a minute.
2: It's 6.42 PM. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then the dreaded splash fight. It's dad o'clock and it's the best time of the day because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the US Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
4: Oh, hi, right now I'm getting a remarkably heartfelt bear hug from Smokey Bear. Thanks big guy,
2: now if you could let me down. Uh... See, I made sure there were no low-hanging branches when I set up my campfire. And before we left, I drowned out my campfire, stirred it, drowned it out again, then made sure it was cold. (coughs) Visit SmokeyBear.com to learn tips to prevent wildfires.
4: Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad
2: Council. Only you can prevent wildfires.
1: Hi, my name is Stanley,
3: and I've been arrested for stealing shoes. I didn't really steal them, but I've been sent to Camp Greenlake anyway. The worst punishment a kid could get. And at Camp Greenlake, we dig holes. Lots of holes. I've only been here a short time, but I think the camp director is up to something. I'm Stanley Yelnats, and I'm covering more than dirt at Camp Greenlake. Explore New Worlds. Read my story
1: in the novel Holes by Lewis Sacker. For other great book ideas, visit your local library or log on to literacy.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back. Welcome back to Radio Islam. This is your host, Tariq Alameen. And we are still broadcasting on WCEV 1450 AM. Haven't gone anywhere. And we are streaming at WCEV1450.com. Remember, you can find us on social media at Radio Islam USA. And you can also keep up with the podcast wherever you get your podcasts at Radio Islam USA. Uh, so check us out. Um, we love SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, all of them all the same but you'll find us at the same spot so anyway we are now uh really pleased to be able to uh bring on the line with us we have abdul malik ryan sheikh abdul malik ryan um he is the assistant director of the of the office of religious diversity the muslim chaplain at DePaul university um many of you may already know who he is um but um we have more on and we're really appreciative to have him with us assalamu alaikum
4: Wa alaikum assalam rahmatullah.
0: Yes sir, so um so as we're we're coming to the the close of this uh beautiful month, this blessed month of uh, Ramadan. Um what are some of the do you have any reflections any any realizations that uh that you can share with us at this point right now?
4: Alhamdulillah ar-Rahman ar rahim. Yeah, you know, um there's a couple of analogies that I always think of as we come to the end of the month of Ramadan, and um, one of them is of a race. So, you know, for those of us who used to run track or something, um, when you come uh, to the end of the race, and especially people who run the longer distance races, like I used to run, mm-hmm. um, you come to that last lap, and they ring a bell to show you that it's the last lap, and. A lot of times when you get to that point in the race, there's a lot of different emotions going through your mind. And I think this is true for a lot of us during Ramadan, too, as well. When we come to this last week, when we come to these last final days, um, some of us are feeling beautiful. We're like, I can't believe how great the month was, I can't. I, I did everything I wanted to accomplish, everything is good. Others of us are not feeling way, others of us are already feeling down, feeling like we didn't accomplish any of the goals we had, feeling like we've just been struggling through Others of us have felt distracted, have felt like we weren't really in it. But the thing is, regardless of what you feel up till now, once that bell rings, it's just time to go and give it all you have for these last couple of days. Mm-hmm. It's just time to put everything out there because there's nothing, nothing to save it for. There's nothing, um, you know. Once the once the race is over, once Ramadan is over, we're just we're not going to feel good if we had something left in us. So it's time to put whatever's happened in the in the in the first four weeks of ramadan out of our minds and just really focus on the little time we have left uh... trying to take advantage of it trying to uh... do whatever acts of of worship that we can do trying to give the charity that we can give trying to spread the kindness and the joy that we can spread all these good things there's so many opportunities around us it's time to take advantage of that um... the other analogy that i often think of is that of that ramadan is like a beloved guest or a visitor uh, they often talk about that ramadan is our visitor because it comes to us for a certain amount of time and we know that ramadan has to leave and similarly with a similarly with a visitor you often feel that sadness that you know that they're going to have to leave but you don't want that sadness to color and take away the joy of the visit so you you want to hold back on that sadness of ramadan leaving um, and and still benefit from Ramadan being here, and you want the last impression that you leave with your beautiful guest to be one of joy and one of happiness and that they leave that gathering and they leave that visit to your home remembering how much fun you had and, and wanting to come back and not leaving with a sadness or not even leaving with, um, you, you just want to ask them, look, I know we didn't get done everything we wanted to while you were visiting. I know I may have not been as good a host as I should have been, but Um, It was so good to see you and I just hope you appreciated whatever little that we did And I certainly loved having you here So that's how it should be our attitude towards Ramadan We turn towards Allah subhanahu wa Mm ta'ala And we say, Allah, maybe I didn't do every single thing I could have done But uh, whatever good things I did do, I ask that you accept them You know, the, uh, the, the, the people, when you see, when you spiritually develop You start to realize that what's important is not only what you do but it's especially important what's accepted so we know that part of the attitude of the believer is that you approach acts of worship and you approach them with faithfulness and belief that they're going to be accepted and then when it's over you ask Allah to accept those good deeds and you know that even if your good deeds are small if they're accepted by Allah if they're done sincerely that those are the most beloved deeds so we should turn to Allah and just ask Allah to accept whatever the good deeds we were able to do during this month of Ramadan. And part of what happens, we know in this world, the sign that, that maybe a good deed was accepted is if we see the effects continue past Ramadan, if we see the transformation and some benefit come from the month of Ramadan, if we see that we still you know, fast six days in shawal, or we fast more than we used to, or we give more charity than we used to, or we have a better relationship with the quran than we used to and that continues after ramadan that's a sign that's the best sign we can get in this world that whatever good deeds we did during the month of ramadan were accepted and so we should look at that individually, and we should also look at that collectively as a community Mm -hmm. that a lot of times we make progress as a community that we come together we see people that we haven't seen i always used to remember one of the beautiful things when i was living over by iman on, on 64th street um, there used to be a brother that i think lived in that area and he, we would never see him except during ramadan mm-hmm. and he would just you know we would, he would just show up and start coming to the iftars at the masjid and the iftars at the masjid there were very beautiful but very uh, in a way strange they were very quiet and just a group of brothers showing up every day and eating the food and and having you know saying salam and 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 having a good you felt a beloved feeling of community, but there wasn't a lot said and Then again, the person would disappear and i always you know I always think of that brother and I always wonder what what happened to him or what that was but it was a beautiful thing and we hope that those relationships continue and if relationships don't continue if our schedule doesn't allow we hope that the good feelings and the dua for each other and 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 all those things continue and that's these are the things especially in these last few days we should emphasize um a lot of times we get caught up in other disputes we get caught up in in other things and those things all have their place and they all have their time but let us leave this month of ramadan asking Allah to accept the good that we did, asking Allah to make our community a better community, and asking us to see the benefits of that coming out of this month of Ramadan.
0: Mm, I mean, I mean, I mean, Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, what are some of the things that, because um, uh, now the students have, have em- embarked on their summer, um, this is a, a pivotal time when we leave a space where um, I'm sure you, the students that, that, you, um, that, that you service, that you have relationships with, uh, that, that see you on a daily basis, um, what are some of the things that you would tell them and then those like them at other institutions around the city, around the country, who are leaving that space where they may feel a, a sense of community uh, and, and, and can bolster their IMAN their and their practice? What are some of the things that you might share with them or advise them over the summer?
4: MashaAllah. That's that. That you know, I've been really reflecting on this year, both with students who are graduating and moving on, and students who are coming back. It's and it's been interesting with with the end of the school year falling at the same time as Ramadan now, because a lot of the same principles are there. Is that people should people, if they're graduating especially, or even if they're just completing a year of school, they should they should celebrate that. They should acknowledge that. They should, you know, on Eid we're going to celebrate and we're going to be happy for the sake of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, and make other people happy for the sake of Allah. And that's a beautiful act of worship and that is the best act of worship to do on Eid. So similarly, at the end of a year, at time of graduation, at time of we should celebrate and we should be happy and we should celebrate our accomplishment. We should reflect upon our accomplishment. We should appreciate. We should show gratitude for what the opportunity that we had and that we were able to complete it. So take this opportunity. I would encourage everyone who's leaving for the year, whether you're coming back or not, take this opportunity to reflect uh, on what you've been through to show to to show your gratitude and appreciation to Allah, to everyone who helped you, to your family, to your friends, show your appreciation. Sometimes we we don't take time to 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 should, let the people know um, that we appreciate them, that we love them. And these times, these changes, these transformations, where we move from one place to the next, are good opportunities to do that. We we can do it any time, but these are good opportunities to take that time and do that. Don't miss that. And then as you're going. I I I I I like the point that you kind of alluded to that for some people who have found a good community, whether it was in month of Ramadan, whether it was in their school environment, it can be it can be difficult when you when you leave that when you go to summer. Um, there's you know uh, you get in a different routine. You can fall out of good habits that you picked up on, but of course. Um, you can also use it as a time to rejuvenate, as a time to refresh yourself. So in addition to reflecting, spend some time looking forward. Spend some time thinking about what you want to do next year, what you want to do over the summer. Try to take advantage of it. Try to. I know it's really hard, but the time is going to go really fast. So yeah try to set a way where you can actually schedule something beneficial that you can do on a regular basis whether it's some community service whether it's reading some regular reading schedule anything you can do again even if it's small, that you do consistently and that you hold yourself to it so that when you come to the end of summer, you feel like you accomplished something. You feel like even though you had a break and you're rejuvenated, you also felt like you didn't just sit around. We all know the experience of really looking forward to a break, but then feeling like, um, we we don't get anything done during our break and then we get yeah. demoralized and we get depressed and stuff like that so and then that becomes a cycle of kind of working hard and then just and then just and just uh collapsing and, and and during our downtime not getting anything done and that that's really what 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 can lead people to a loss of their sense of purpose and a loss of sense of where they're heading so spend that time over the summer um getting something done remember what your purpose is as you reflect over what happened before and you plan for the future. And uh, inshallah ta'ala, that will be very beneficial um, for whatever's happening, whether you've graduated and you're moving forward with the next step in your life or whether you're coming back to school, you come back rejuvenated and feeling good and ready to accomplish even more with the next year.
0: Inshallah. 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 Uh, You know, if I could ask one other question, because as you were were speaking about this, um, uh, just looking forward and celebrating Uh, I can't help but to I I think of the interaction that I see that I have witnessed myself uh, between you uh, and and, and some of the uh, the students and the um, just the deep respect uh, that 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 they uh, that they have for you. Um, What what are some of the or is there a singular challenge that you face um, in dealing with and relating to. Uh, a seasonal a seasonal population you have them for a limited amount of time is there uh a, is there a particular challenge that goes along with that or a or a or a particular uh or particular joy that accompanies
4: yeah no that that is a beautiful way to phrase the question because i th- i think there is a definitely a challenge but even in that challenge, i think you find a joy and the challenge is that you know, I, I can speak for myself, and but I think there's a truth in this for everyone, that really to build up a relationship that's meaningful, to build up uh, – uh, sometimes it can happen in, in, if you're in a period of unusual stress or if you're in a period of unusual needs. Sometimes it can happen quickly, but most of the time it happens over time. It happens by being there – being there for someone over time by experiencing by seeing them change and grow by seeing them accomplish different things by sharing you know happy times as well as sad times by by being there for each other that's what really builds a relationship that's meaningful between people and so what happens when you have a, a population that's always changing is that you um, and, you know, school chaplain, I always thought that being a university chaplain was like, this is one of the challenges that our community keeps changing because students keep coming and going and you, you, you get someone, you you build a relationship and you, 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 you get someone to a certain level and then you feel like, okay, now I have to go back to the beginning with a whole new batch of students. Mm-hmm. But in other environments, it's even more so the case if you're a hospital chaplain or a, uh, many times if you're a jail chaplain or something, you get people turning over even more frequently. So mm-hmm. I think... I think that you know, like you, it. It is. A, it is. A, the challenge is that once you build that really strong relationship, it's time for the person to move on. But in 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 that sense, is also the joy, because there you know that. Well, your life. You may have decided to make your life here on this campus for them their life, this is just this next step to where they want to go, that this is. they're just figuring out who they are right now, and they're ready to accomplish amazing things. And you really, I was just reflecting when you, now in the age of social media and whatever, we know it has bad effects, but it's also very beautiful to see everyone celebrating the graduation, yeah. to see everyone moving on, and you really, I remember that, you know, it's only, uh, I only get to get a small amount of everyone's story, but everyone has, a beautiful story that 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 that's really sacred. That's really between them and Allah. That involves their family. That involves everything that happened to them before they came here, and everything that's going to happen to them going forward. And it's a beautiful part. It's a beautiful thing to just be a part of that, and to just. Um, try to be as part of as many people's lives as possible uh, and in just a positive way and hopefully be someone that they can remember as someone that, that helped them along that journey. And we ask Allah to you know reunite all of us. It's always hard to part with those whom you love, but the promise that the Prophet ﷺ gave um, that the companions loved the most out of all the beautiful promises that he gave them was that when he told them that, if you love someone for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, that truly you will be reunited with those whom you love. If not in this world, then then in the next world, you will be reunited. And the separation of those who truly love each other is only temporary.
0: Amen. Mm. I Amen. I I mean. Well, uh, beloved, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, once again, uh, Radio Islam family. We've been talking with the assistant director of the Office of Religious Diversity, the Muslim chaplain at DePaul University. Um, yeah, uh, you dropped some weighty stuff. Uh, some some things I'm going to definitely be reflecting on. So, uh, that being said, we pray that the remainder of this uh, Ramadan is beneficial for you uh, and your family, uh, and for all those who benefit from your from your time and your service. inshallah. Amen. All right, Amin. All right. alaykum, brother. Wa
4: alaykum as-salam assalam. Rahmatullah.
0: All right, Radio Islam family. Uh, those are some really some really, um, I think, great great perspective. Uh, especially the beginning, his beginning words on uh, the the analogy that he used was a race, and I'm also a former cross country runner, uh, and and I remember that I had to condition myself to find this extra gear, that last mile. Uh, matter of fact, not even this, not the last mile, the last half mile, and it was a steady. Uh, beginning. And and the thing is, is that your legs, when you first start, your legs start feeling heavy. The longer you run, they get heavier and heavier. Uh, But mentally, this idea of willing yourself to reach a level, uh, to reach down and and have your body respond, uh, there is a, there's a satisfaction in it. There's a a power in it. Uh, Very much like the fast itself, where the mind you exercise control over your body and it's really a strengthening of the mind. It's not necessarily a strengthening of the body, it's a strengthening of the mind. But anyway to to uh, our brother's point that that's when that when you hear that bell that signifies that you're in the that, that last stages, uh, that's when you start you reach down and you uh, and you you do your you strive harder uh, and you don't worry about what has happened before. I thought there was really, Really timely because as much as we talk about uh, this this blessed month, and there's a lot of excitement about it, and rightfully so. But everybody has not had a great Ramadan, right? It's been challenging. It's been difficult for, uh, for some folks. Uh, there are some people who are unable to observe the the dietary components of the fast because they take medication, and they, feel, they you know they're feeling left out they're feeling challenged just in 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 terms of trying to connect with the fast Uh, but this is this is that that time where we forget about the things that did not go right Uh, we forget about all of that we don't base our uh base this month off of the the days that have gone uh by but we take full advantage of of the little time that we have left and don't leave anything don't leave anything in the tank don't leave anything on the table Um, as the, the sports analogy goes, you know, you leave it out on the floor, you leave it out on the field and, uh, and this will be, and if it has not been a a, a good, uh, Ramadan for you, then these will be the days that you remember. These will be the days that you define your, your month, your month by. These will be the days that you define your Ramadan by. Uh, you will remember that things may not have gone well up until this point, but, you, you saw the, the end coming and you kicked it in uh, and you went harder. You know, you, you made sure that you, you, you appreciated the iftars, you know, that you got in for your Tata prayer, that you really focused in on your reading, that you thought about it, contemplated, uh, you, 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 you gave more, you, you know, you donated, you did whatever that you were able to do that you may have been prohibited or uh, things may have gotten in the way, but this is where you, you step it up. And, uh, and inshallah, this will this will be what you remember. People remember the finish. The finish is what's important. It's the finish. It's not. It's not just about uh, the beginning. It's the finish. So, uh, my brother uh, Abdul Malik, um, I sincerely appreciate those words. Um, it's a lot to reflect on, and I I, I pray that it weighs on you uh, as it has on me. So I'm. This has been a fairly good. Uh, Ramadan for me. Um, there are some things that I want to do better, yes, but it's been it's been good uh, for the most part. But I'm just thinking about what's left ahead of me, and I'm going to make it my personal uh, mission as well to try to to get the most out of this remaining time, uh, to enjoy this beloved visitor, uh, as, as as he put it. So, uh, really good stuff. Good stuff. All right, Radio Islam family, we have come to the close of another show. Uh, we thank you for joining us, and we want to go ahead and thank at this point, thank our engineers over at WCEB. Uh, we thank our engineer in studio, the impressive one, Ibrahim Baig. I'm your host and producer, Tariq Al Our executive producer is Abdul Malik Mujahid. And we remind you that the views expressed by the host and our guests are theirs and not to be taken as a representat- representation of the Sound Vision Foundation. Okay, folks, now we're going to leave you as we greeted you. Assalamu alaikum. May the peace that only God can get be upon you.